Rabbi Baruch Sholem Ashlag relates to the Torah from the perspective that just as events manifest in the Torah, so the same processes operate within the person, as the essence of the Torah and the soul are one. In the beginning of creation, the book of Genesis states, And God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. So Rabbi Ashlag asks the question, What does the fact that God gave the light and the dark the names of day and night add to me in my work of trying to come to Dvekut, which is the state of affinity of form with God? Subsequently, the scripture goes on to state, and it was evening and it was morning one day. So we also have to ask this question, since the light is called day and the darkness is called night, how is it that they've both become one day? In order to consider these issues, we need to review the two aspects of creation. Firstly, the aspect which is known as the purpose of creation. And secondly, the aspect called the tikkun or the rectification of creation. We need to understand both these aspects so that we know what we're aiming for. It is taught to us by the great sages that the purpose of creation is to give goodness to the created beings. The sages taught the creator is like a king who had a tower filled with bounty, but he had no guests. Therefore, he created man in order to give him all his goodness and joy. So we see that a person comes to his completion when he's receiving from God all the goodness and joy that the Creator wants to give him. This is designated as the purpose of creation. The rectification, or the tikkun of creation, however, is that from the very nature of creation, every branch wants to be like its root. And since the Creator is giving and the created being is receiving, there is no affinity of form between them. On the contrary, they could not be more dissimilar. We see this amongst people. If a person receives from his fellow, he feels embarrassed, unless there is a compensatory giving on his part. With respect to our receiving the joy of the purpose of creation, we would feel embarrassed, and this would spoil the joy. So there was made a tikkun, a correction of the creation. And this tikkun is that if we receive only, then we are unable to receive the light of God. The light will not shine unless the receiving is preceded by giving or the receiving has the intention only of giving pleasure to the giver. So regarding the creator, now the created being can receive from God not in order to fulfill his own desires, but only in order to give the creator the pleasure of fulfilling his purpose of creation. Even though the created being does have a great will to receive all that the creator wants to give him, we now see that this reason alone is insufficient to come to the complete joy and pleasure. On the contrary, the pleasure he gets from being in affinity of form with the creator, which is the dveikut, is greater. Even if a person has not yet reached such a high level in his inner work, 
yet he strives not to be separated from God. Because the change of form implicit in receiving for oneself alone would separate him. So even though he does want to receive pleasure, he refrains. In any case, he certainly doesn't want to be in any more separation than he is in at the present. Every time a person receives for himself alone, he distances himself from the Creator. So, by taking steps not to receive oneself alone, that in itself would bring him closer to God. Yet, even if a person cannot yet distinguish these different states for himself, that is, he's not quite sure whether he's receiving for himself alone, he can't distinguish when he is, when he isn't, when he's giving, what his motives are. But nevertheless, he can rely on the teaching of the sages and use that as his guide and just be careful not to receive himself alone, which is the essence of all the sins. Then this will bring him strength that he will be able to come to intend that all his actions will be giving benefit to others or to God. Now all his deeds will be for the sake of heaven. From all that we have just said, we can now understand the meaning of day and the meaning of night. For the light is called day when it is clear to the person how to walk in the way of God, which is the way of giving. When the light is shining on him, he has light and life force. Then he doesn't worry about his will to receive for himself alone. This state is called light and is called the time of ascent. He has gone up a level, as instead of serving his own lowly self, he's now serving the king. The darkness is defined as a time when the person finds no pleasure in the work of giving benefit, because he started to think again only about how to fulfil his own needs. He can't find any pleasure in the work of giving to the other, but in only in how to fulfil his own desires. This time is called a descent because he wants to serve his own ego and the creator. However, the term day also implies something that is whole. It is made up not only of light and day, but also of darkness and night. As it says, and it was evening and it was morning one day. How is it possible to say that evening and morning are one thing? We don't say that evening and morning are both called one night. But they are called one day. What does this teach us in our inner work? Does this imply that there can be no wholeness without darkness? The answer is in the scripture. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. A man needs to believe that God gave him both the light and the darkness. Regarding the light, we can understand God wants to bring us near, so it's relatively easy for us to believe that our spiritual ascents come from God. But the darkness, our descents, what are they for? Yet a person needs to believe that also the downtimes, the darkness, also comes from God. As it is written, and God called the darkness night. As we have seen, it is part of the day. We cannot have day without night. Likewise, we cannot have light without darkness. For the darkness is the vessel which forms the desire for the light. And the light is the fulfilment of that desire. We cannot value the salvation of God without first feeling the suffering and pain 
from the states we find ourselves in. The Zohar teaches the person comes to get purified. They help him. How do they help? Through his holy soul. But if a person does not know how to value the soul he received from God because he thinks it's not so important, then in the end he will lose contact with this aspect of himself. Only the suffering that a person suffers from the descents given him does he get the ability to value the importance of the help he gets from above. Otherwise he would lose this light. In this way, we see that the darkness actually helps him in that it enables him to evaluate more correctly the importance of holiness, which is the state of being in affinity of form with the Creator. Now we see that the darkness itself plays a part in bringing the person to the wholeness which is called day. We cannot come to a complete day without the darkness. Both the light and the darkness form the one day. And this is what is written in the Holy Zohar on the phrase in Psalms, Day to day utter speech, and night to night tells knowledge. For before we reach the end of the Tikkun, that is before our vessels are fit to receive only for the sake of giving benefit to our Creator and not for our own sakes, then the Divine Providence or the Malchut is called by the name of the tree of good and of evil. For this divine providence is the conduct of the world and follows the action of man. Since we are not yet fit to receive all the joined goodness, therefore we must receive both light and dark. Yet it is just this behaviour with us that does fit us ultimately to rectify our vessels of receiving so that they will be only receiving for the sake of giving and thus merit the joy and goodness that the Creator thought to give us. Many times this divine providence of good and evil causes us a sense and descents. The light being considered as a separate day and each descent a separate night. And therefore the scripture says day to day utter speech and night to night tells knowledge. But at the end of the Tikkun, we will merit to come back to God through love, because then it will appear clearly that all those descents which caused us to regret our ways actually helped purify us and were direct causes for the happiness and the goodness. If it were not for these periods of darkness, we would not ever have come to the goodness and joy. And thus we find that even our arrogant acts will be transformed into merits. For all those nights which were descents and which stopped our devekut with God now become like meritorious acts and good deeds. And then, as the psalmist said, the night shall shine as the day and the darkness will give light.